Let's answer perhaps one of the most important cultural questions of our time. When does life begin? On this episode of Pushback. you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Pushback. This is Dr. Johnny, and it is my pleasure to share my heart with you today, as well as over the last several months on such important issues. I have been talking, as you know, over the last three podcasts about vaccines in light of the uh, possibility of a COVID-19 vaccine coming out, hopefully uh, toward the end of 2020. And uh, it's such an important topic, and I reserve the right to go back to this topic as we get closer to the release of the vaccine so that we can talk more about making informed decisions for our families. Uh, It's been fun talking to you about those things, and I really appreciate your feedback and discussion that we've had, and will continue to invite you to leave that feedback for me. Uh, We talked um, real briefly in the vaccines about some companies using aborted tissue and how I explained that that would really be a no-go for me uh, as far as uh, and for uh, many of my listeners as well. And we will continue to keep monitoring that. But it actually segues us into the topic of today, which I feel like is perhaps the most important thing that I will ever talk about. I believe this is the the most relevant, the most critical issue, uh, the most important cultural topic of my lifetime. And the topic by, I believe, which our generation will be judged. It is the issue of abortion. We get uncomfortable speaking about this topic often because we don't know exactly how to engage one another, and we become even more awkward when we try to engage uh, outside of our Christian realms uh, this topic. And I'm hoping by the end of this podcast that I will give given you some talking points or the talking point, as well as just the language that can be used in engaging our culture on this critically important topic. We've been talking about about racial um, prejudice and and inequality, and I had podcasts in the back um, uh, previously. Uh, the answer is black and white, and the Brown Initiative, and I, I encourage you to go back and listen to those uh, and share them with your friends as well, because this topic today really is not too far apart from what we've been talking about in those podcasts. I believe that. Uh, Uh, I had a previous podcast called, What Are You Willing to Die For? And I would like to share with you, my listener, that this topic is a topic that I would be willing to die for. That I would be willing to die for. I'm going to try to keep my emotions in check so I can get through this 25 minutes effectively. This is critical. And so we have a Christian stance on this topic. But we are presenting it or trying to entertain this to a non-Christian world. So what do we do? How do we convey our passion and yet talk to people from a cultural standpoint? Several years ago, I actually was 
uh, woken from sleep and and I believe the, the Lord just gave me this download. It's a short little essay, just a few paragraphs long, about my position on abortion and, and the way that we uh, can pivot and turn ourselves towards the world to bring this critical cultural peace. And so I just want to read that to you. It's not very long, but I think it's better than me trying to recap it. I'm just going to read what I wrote. And it starts with this. As Christians, our position is very clear. We have been given identity and purpose from on high. Because of our identity as sons and daughters, with a plan and a purpose, it is easy for us to realize the importance of human life. The study of scripture makes no other conclusion possible. However, not everyone agrees with our Christian perspective and our argument in society needs to not be purely a religious one. I believe in women's rights and liberties. However, this is not about women's rights and liberties. I obviously believe in Jesus, but not everyone agrees with me. And this discussion is not purely about religious beliefs. This discussion is about life. And the debate can be narrowed down to one simple question. When does human life begin? There have been many examples throughout history where one powerful people group have arbitrarily decided that another people group are less than human. During those periods in history, the decision makers could justify and rationalize their position, and to the masses, it was received as acceptable. However, Time would prove that they were on the wrong side of history. When we decide when life begins as Americans and in society, we may not all agree on what is right. However, the goal should be to not be wrong. We can have the foresight to not be the generation that was on the wrong side of history. So that to answer the question, when does life begin? There is only one possible answer that would have us not be wrong. The answer is at conception. This answer needs to trump all of our inconveniences and rationalizations that we would try to insulate ourselves with in order to form other conclusions. We must learn from history. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It must be in that order. My pursuit of happiness can't trump your liberty. And your liberty can't trump my life. Once we decide at conception that this is an American human life, it must be protected. There are many implications to this decision, but we will never be wrong. I wrote that with a passionate heart, trying to narrow down the conversation to its real issue. 
And how do we not learn from history? I humbly believe that the Jewish and African-American populations in our country should be on the front lines for the protection of the unborn and the value of every life. Because their generations have lived through the travesty of being labeled as something less than human. They asked President Barack Obama at the time, when does life begin? And he hemmed and hawed and he said, and I quote, that question is above my pay grade. This is the leader of the free world unwilling to answer the question. So if that's true, President Obama, I challenge you in this. Is it possible that the abortion rights uh, advocacy that you have advocated throughout your presidency could be killing human life? (laughs) If that's true, that's a pretty sobering truth. If you don't know when human life begins, then it is quite possible that you are advocating the killing of human life. It's that simple. So who makes that decision? Does a spiritual leader like the Pope, does he make the decision? Is the decision made by judges in robes, the Supreme Court? Do we allow our human history and destiny to be determined by a group of a handful of people in a room? I think they're uncomfortable making the decision or giving a number to when life begins. So instead of addressing the real issue, we talk about societal issues and rights, and, and, and it's not the issue. The issue is, when does life begin? It's interesting, the same people who are tearing down statues of those who did not respect human life are the same ones who are promoting destroying it. This is the time in which we're living in, and we need to see the time that we're living in. We need to have the foresight to look back on history and say, this is a time that we are living in, which we will be judged by history. I remember watching a documentary on on World War II and and the the uh, horrible, obviously just despicable um, Holocaust uh, event in human history that took place over the German landscape and in Europe in its entirety. And I remember watching this documentary on post-war, the reconstruction of Germany, and and it was ugly, ugly. It was brutal. And yet you can't help but watch this documentary and feel some anger towards the German citizens as as they sat back and, and watched this atrocity take place right in front of them. And we look at that and we judge them and we say, how could you let this happen? And the truth of the matter is they were gripped by fear. They were afraid to speak. There was a regime that would take them and their family out if they spoke up. And it was a it was a a fear laden society, and they were able to rationalize it based on their current circumstances. They were afraid, they were isolated. It's interesting in the times in which we live, it's still the loudest voices that get heard. And right now, currently, surprisingly, the loudest voice is Kanye West. 
if you don't know who Kanye West is, I'm not sure I knew a lot about him before a couple months ago either. He's a rapper, and I know a lot of people have certainly heard of him. He's sold something like over 150 million albums over his career. Incredibly successful, incredibly popular. He was embraced by the, the left elite until he had the audacity to say something positive about President Trump and to speak up against abortion. And very quickly, the mainstream, mainstream media attacked him as being troubled, vulnerable, a pawn in a political game, and even mentally ill. It's still the same fear tactics to try to keep somebody isolated and down. The problem is, is Kanye West is too wealthy, too well-known, too connected to keep down. And so he has become a threat that needs to be eliminated. Remember, the loudest voice gets heard. And I believe Kanye West is a loud and passionate voice about pro-life. I encourage you to go online or go onto YouTube and listen to the things that he is saying. Why can't we all be saying the same things he is saying? It's actually encouraging to see somebody stand up and despite criticism, incredible criticism, he's standing up for what he believes in. On Kanye West's uh, Twitter feed, he wrote, I cried at the thought of aborting my firstborn and everyone was so concerned about me. I'm concerned for the world that feels you shouldn't cry about the subject. Wow, this is cultural truth. This is about healing culture, and he goes at the heart of culture. He's saying there's something broken in this world if it doesn't tear you up inside. There's a, a video of him at a rally, and he is crying out with passion, and he's saying, my mom saved me. My dad wanted to abort me. My mom saved my life. There would be no Kanye West because my dad was too busy. And then he screams, I almost killed my daughter with tears running down his face. This is a sincere, passionate man who cares about this topic and is willing to stand up and be the loudest voice. I, I hate statistics based on skin color. I hope you know that by now, but just bear with me because I, if, it's a black pro, if it's a black problem, I don't like to use the word black. If it's if our fellow Americans with darker brown skin problem, then it's American problem. But listen to this. 22.5 million black babies aborted over 50 years. 22.5 million. And it's a six to one ratio, black to white. Darker brown skin to lighter brown skin. Six to one. Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger, and and it's it's been well documented uh, that she believed in a eugenics approach. Eugenics is breeding for the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction 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 of defective stocks. Those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. That was her quote. She advanced a controversial Negro project. That's what Planned Parenthood was started on, and Planned Parenthood being the center of abortion. 
And the left is saying they care more about black people by putting more Planned Parenthood clinics in black neighborhoods. And they aren't immune to cancel culture. Margaret Sanger's name is being removed from many of the abortion clinics. My friends, we are on the wrong side of history. The wrong side of history. And, and, and those who are a proponents of abortion are trying to fear, to bring fear and intimidation. Let me just tell you a couple of their strategies. One, I believe, is a crafty scheme of what I call extremism. You will see that they're pushing the envelope. They're talking about, about aborting babies right before birth. And then what happens is there's an outcry and, and the, the pro-lifers push back and we feel we have a victory. I believe this is a crafty scheme to keep pushing the extreme envelope so that we retreat just to back where we were before. So we concede or we are, com- are complacent in the way things are. Listen, my, my fellow listeners, I will not concede one iota and will not lose the forest through the trees. All of the distractions. They will try to bombard you with statistics about poverty and the inconvenience of unwanted pregnancies and and certainly women's liberties. And they'll say to be pro-life, you have to be anti-woman. But let's not lose what this is all about. It comes down to one question is when does life begin? When does life begin? That is the question upon which we need to engage society. I will use this podcast, share this podcast with others if you are intimidated to talk about it. It's critical that we always bring the conversation back to when life begins and challenge people to come up with an answer. Give them a week. Like, does it start at 10 weeks, 24 weeks, right before birth? When does life begin? Force them on the issue. Make them answer the question. Because if they don't know, then it's possible that they are implicit, that they are, they are conspiring to kill if they don't know when life begins, because it comes down to that. And the only answer, based on, the, on, on finding common ground with all society so that we cannot be judged to be wrong, is at conception. It's the only right answer. It's the only answer that isn't wrong, I should say. Maybe someday I will be accused of being troubled, vulnerable, or crazy. And I hope so. That means I'm being heard. That means I'm being a threat. It's the most important cultural war of our time. I encourage you to listen to my very first podcast called Culture Wars. It's important that we're willing to engage this culture because we love it so much. And I believe abortion is is the most dangerous, most cruel, most fearsome cultural problem that we have in our time. We need to engage our politicians. We need to find out what they believe, not just what's printed on their little postcard. We have to ask them, would they support legislation? Would they change the law? Would they help protect the unborn? Because in my lifetime, things haven't changed much, despite a lot of rhetoric. And the Supreme Court does matter. That's why this upcoming election is so critical because Supreme Court nominations are going to be absolutely critical. And then this abortion topic could actually be entertained. My friends, this is actually on the horizon. And this is why this is becoming still such a hotbed of controversy in our country. It's not going away because because we have not we, because we are not willing to be settled into this.
we are still inherently uncomfortable. And our voice needs to be the loudest. Remember, politicians will follow the hearts of the people. And, and, and encouragingly, the percentage, percentage of Americans who now are against abortion are increasing. It's increasing. There is a momentum. Let's ride that momentum. Let's encourage it. Let's continue to talk about it. Let's not be afraid to uh, worry that we're going to offend one another. We need to talk about this because this matters to our, to our culture. We need strategy to engage our fellow citizens. Now remember, if we start by saying, well, the Bible says that we are fearsomely and wonderfully made. If we say things and we start quoting the Bible, there are many people that don't connect with the Bible or actually use that to actually say, hey, I'm the opposite of you. I don't believe that. But that doesn't mean that his ways aren't higher than our ways. See, we know his ways. His ways is about supporting and protecting life. And that his heart is, in, is in, enthralled and enraptured by a baby, even in the womb. See, we need to have a language of honor and passion. We need to, we need to compel our fellow citizens to not be wrong about this issue. It's not too late. Who's going to be the William Wilberforces of our generation that rise up and say, wait a minute, this is morally wrong. This is, this is something that needs to change in our society. Can't America be the shining light in the city on the hill that it was meant to be to show the whole world how we value and protect life? Wow. I believe it's possible. I believe it's happening. And we need to be engaged and ready to discuss this. Share this podcast with some people that maybe don't even see it your way, but, but challenge them on the subject. Avoid all of the noise and get to the root of the issue. When does life begin? And as you get 10, 12, 15 different answers, that's the point, is we will never able to be, we'll never be able to decide what is the perfect right answer. So we just need to not be wrong. It's too important to be wrong. I thank you so much for listening to this and hearing my heart and passion over this subject. It won't be the last time I bring this one up either. We'll continue to hit on these so that these become cultural talking points that we get used to and that we feel comfortable talking about in society. I invite you again to subscribe to this podcast. That actually helps me and our ministry. And if you go to YouTube, if you like and subscribe, you can uh, join that on YouTube as well. And again, go to gofam.org. I've been loving the feedback and questions. How is the Brown Initiative going? Have you been trying that out? Remember, it takes a month or two to create new patterns of behavior, new habits. How are you feeling about vaccines? Will you get the COVID-19 vaccine when available? Tell me why or why not. I want to hear your heart on those matters. So thank you again for listening. And now let's go together to set and shape the culture. 